The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. What was your biggest takeaway from Saturday offensively? Oh, I thought you said biggest takeaway period. I was gonna say I love Mish Powell, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I, you know, frustrated. Obviously, I think um, you know. I think everybody on the offense side of the ball did a great job of, you know, celebrating the win and realizing how tough they are. And uh, but there was no way to, you know, come off the field without feeling disappointed. So I think getting over that quickly and, you know, getting the guys to the point where you know they they can. Maintain that confidence and and think about all the swagger that they played with throughout the season and um, getting back to that. So, for us, the the biggest problem obviously was uh, in the past game was pressure. You know, uh, I think we gave up one sack, but we looked at all the film. Obviously, went through it, and there was just way too many times when the the pocket was dirty and there was guys running open and um, just couldn't get a throw out. And I think Mike had at least six or seven throwaways, like legitimate, just getting the ball out of his hand, throwing it away, and that's way too many. Um, I'm okay with a couple in the course of a game, but uh, bad pockets shouldn't force you to throw the ball away that much. So that was a problem. And then um, obviously the run game, we just could not get it started. And uh, had a couple little spurts there where we got it going, um, but we shouldn't have to try to tempo call every time we want to run the ball. So a lot of things to figure out, some movement things that um, the offensive line has to do a better job with that, that definitely affected our, you know, how we executed both in the, in the pass protection and, and run game. And it's got to get corrected. You know, it just it certainly wasn't good enough. How much did the kind of too deep safety look kind of just throw everything off? No, that, that wasn't a problem, honestly. That, uh, that, that wasn't an issue. Um, it really was... Uh, the movement, uh, they did a good job of keying, you know, motions and things like that and adding pressure with those. And, and you know, obviously, um, same defensive coordinator as last year and played Washington State. I'm sure that there was a lot of things that in the offseason that Coach Ward tried to address, and, and uh, he did a good job of that. They had a really good game plan. And uh, at times, you know, they, they certainly out-executed us. And that was, it was that simple, you know, and there was – not many calls I was trying to stay away from. We were firing as many bullets as we could to try to get the guys in good position. And, you know, that's where I give our guys a ton of credit. You asked, you know, what I think when we walked out of there. At the end of the day, you, you got to give the guys, you know, tip your hat to them when they had to make the plays and they had to execute and make a simple throw and a simple catch that they did it at the end of the game and got us in a position to win the game. Um, and then, you know, the other obvious thing that, that's just uh, – Totally unacceptable, and I can't, you know, we haven't had this since I've been here, but four turnovers in a game was, uh, you know, you're not going to win almost any games. I can't remember any football game I've ever been a part of and won when you had four turnovers. So, you know, we were super fortunate. The defense played so well, and, and they did an awesome job, but just kept giving us a chance, kept giving us a chance, and, you know, got us in a position to, to get down there and get some field goals. Um, you know, and that was... That was a disappointing part as well, right? You know, you at least get down there in the red zone, and we have max protection on. Roma Dunze is staying wide open in the end zone, and we get a tip pass. Mike should have had a clean lane to throw on and, and drill Rome for an easy touchdown in the beginning of the second quarter and kind of get, a, you know, a little bit of rhythm going there. You know, and it felt like every time we got a drive going that something happened, either a tackle for a loss or – you know, a fumble or something like that and just kept setting us back. So there, there's tons of things to 
to fix and get better at. You know, luckily for us, I've said it before, and I'll say it after a win or or a game that we win and we didn't play good. We got good kids, and uh, they'll be up for the challenge. They'll be ready for this. You you moved uh, Parker from center to guard midstream of the game. Is that uh, was that a, just a fix at the moment, or is that a permanent move? That was a fix at the moment. Um, we're having issues on the inside. We need to move some people around. We we're looking for answers um, because there was too much penetration and guys in the backfield, and so we're just trying to find a way to, to make it better. In terms of him shifting and Landon playing more and Garen not playing quite as much, is that something that you're going to continue to go with, you feel like? Or will yeah. That shuffle? We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep working it. Um, obviously, you got to make decisions as early as possible in the week, uh, but certainly that would be one of the – the answer is the other one is, is obviously, you know, we're very confident Julius Bilo is, is going to be completely healthy this week. I think last week he was or was really close. Um, I just don't know how many, you know, reps he got that were clean, that, that he was really ready. But, you know, we're hoping Juice can be back and, and hopefully, you know, uh, provide some competition, if not a spark, on the offensive line. At times it looked like Arizona State knew what was coming. They were anticipating snap counts. When you looked at the film review, did you notice you guys were tipping anything or was there anything weird? Yeah. No, I thought the same thing. Um, I think that one of the things, and uh, you're right, it did feel at times like, uh, you know, we need to change things up a little bit. But I think a lot of it was the anticipatory piece of the motions. You know, that's where if you really watch the film, that's where they did a good job. And um, you know, when they were timing up pressures and things like that off of motions or movements, um, those were the things we weren't adjusting quick enough to. And um, that, that was something that certainly was a problem. Is that something you're going to adjust mid-game or is that something? We did. We did. That's where a couple of those hits, you know, in the third quarter and even late in the game, that's where, where it came from was shortening the motion or, you know, taking it out of the play and then, you know, not giving the tell away. So, uh, that that obviously ended up helping in the end, but still didn't get us in the end zone. Obviously, you have to play with the guys you have, but not having Jalen McMillan out there, how much does that change your approach from an offensive perspective? Yeah, you know, J-Mac is a special player. There's no there's no question. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think he has anything to do with what happened up front, though, you know, and I, I didn't feel like, you know, we were short skill players that, you know, dang, we don't have J-Mac. We can't be explosive tonight. I, I didn't feel like that. You know, I think Giles Jackson's a heck of a player, and um, it certainly didn't have anything to do with him. You know, I think there was times that Giles had broken free and, you know, gotten open. We just couldn't access him, you know, and we felt like we matched up well with their secondary. We just couldn't, you know, get that exposed enough. And uh, we got to have better answers, you know. I mean, that's the bottom line. You get man coverage like that, there's no way – in the course of a football game, we should get that much man coverage and not be able to make them pay down the field. So we'll, we'll certainly be ready for that. What's your sense for J-Mac and Jeremy and how they're coming along for this week? You know, J-Mac, I feel like, is ready. Honestly, I thought he was, you know, really ready last week. Um, and I know we're being super cautious and trying to take care of him. And, you know, I know he's itching to play. And um, But I, I feel like he was running around out there again yesterday. And uh, he looks great. Um, he, he does. I'm telling you, he looks full speed. Um, it's just, you know, a management issue to make sure that we take care of him, do the right thing for the longevity piece. And then Jerm, I'm, I'm less sure of. Uh, I think that, you know, his strength looks great. It's improving every day. Um, I know he really, you know, wants to be back. Uh, I think it just really, it depends on Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, how much he's able to rep and get part of the base plan and, and see if he can really get out there and do anything. You guys talked about the, the cramping with Mike in, in the Oregon game, but some of the hits he took, did, did he come out of that okay otherwise too? Did you feel like that affected Yeah, him? this this week, um, you know, he, he's actually a little bit under the weather, so um, I, I don't know that that necessarily affected Mike game, Mike's game. You know, I think the biggest thing for him was, you know, just trying to clean up so that he gets some clean pockets to throw from. But I, I didn't feel like, you know, that physically there was anything wrong with him. He took – you know, pretty good shot on the personal foul of the face, but you know he got up and he was bloodied. But you know he's a warrior; he'll he'll be fine. Mike's had a couple of balls tipped uh, at Oregon, and again this week. What are you seeing on that? Yeah, uh, the one was an RPO. Unfortunately, uh, Landon Hatchett overreached the front side. He had Giles coming open on the back side, but um, you know we kind of overreached the front side shade, and and that guy was kind of right in his face. So that that happens a little bit in the RPO game. You got to anticipate that a little bit but typically you know Mike 
is pretty clean that way. He can, you know, change his arm slot or, you know, push the ball around a little bit. So that was a little bit unusual. And then, you know, as I mentioned, the, the tip pick um, was really, you know, Mike was just trying to make a play. He knew he had Rome wide open in the end zone. And uh, we just, we had two guys coming clean on, on max protection, which, you know, certainly shouldn't happen. So that's more of a protection issue, not an arm slot. For sure, Mike almost got around the guy. He was just so close. He had he had navigated himself around the front side B gap, and Mike's left arm was right there, and Rome was to his left, and he just couldn't quite push the ball around one guy and over the top of the helmet of the other guy. So, um, yeah, Mike doesn't get a lot of tip balls, so it has been surprising. And um, I know he just wanted to make that play. You know, we had we had a good spot and a, a, the look we wanted. There's nothing fans like to do more than pick out individual plays. And no question. What the offensive coordinator was thinking. <laughs> so the winner this week is the sweep. Fly sweep. Fly sweep. Yeah, yeah I knew that's that. coming. So that's good. You know, I don't mind answering that. And we uh, we had a play that we were really confident in. The fly sweep down inside the red zone had shown up numerous times in numerous ways against them. Uh, getting a little pick crack on the outside and getting the ball around the edge. So I felt like two things. Number one, we are in a position where it was third and 10, I knew that eight was a go. So we were going for it on fourth down as long as we got two yards. And I felt really good that two yards was the minimum, if not maybe score. Um, so much interior pressure, uh, especially in that part of the football field, that there was a really, really high tendency that we would have been able to get the ball around the outside. Unfortunately, the DN played super wide on Troy and Jack, and we just couldn't get the play started. The crack was great by the receiver. Um, obviously, we just ran out of real estate there to the boundary. So the thought was, you know, maybe you get a freebie and you hit it for the big one on the sideline. Worst case, you're going for it on fourth down anyway. So you got another shot at it. And maybe you get cut it in half and you get in a medium situation. So certainly a lot of thought put into that one. Uh, you know, and I can, you know, I get it. You know, if somebody's watching the game, you're in the red zone, you're losing, it's third and 10, you run a freaking fly sweep, what the hell are you doing? So um, I get it, I get it. But we take some calculated risks at some times. We've been right on some of them, and that one we certainly weren't. You uh, talked about getting these guys swagger back yeah. off the field. But I wonder for, for you as the, as the coordinator who's had such a run here and to have a game like that, what was your Saturday night like going into Sunday? Fired up. Yeah. I'm, I'm pissed off. You know, and, and you, you can't come out of that situation like that as a competitor and be happy. And uh, it just motivates me more. And I know that there's plenty of calls, probably multiple people in the fan base were like, what the hell is this guy doing? And I get it. They pay for tickets. They want to be fans. They can be upset. And they should be. It was a bad performance. So I got no problem with that. And it just, I came in ready to go. I left here late, early Saturday or Sunday morning, however you want to look at it. And, uh, if anything, it just got me back to that that you know that hungry feeling, you know that we got to prove it and we got to prove it every week. I told the guys, hey, just go ahead and put us up against the wall, tell us we're an overrated unit, and see what happens. So I'm excited. One of the phrases I saw quite a bit yesterday after the Arizona State game was blueprint of stopping Washington. Just oh sure, yeah, yeah. No, there's. Um, I think anytime you're in a football game. And, whether it's a pressure or a third down look defensively that somebody gives or, you know, whatever it might be, a coverage structure, there's going to be bits and pieces of that that, that show up, right? And certainly uh, Arizona State had seen some things previously throughout the season that we had struggled with handling, and um, they just amplified it. And, and again, these these are not mysterious things, right? Like they, they brought cover zero and, and man pressure, and we just never made them pay. We never completed the ball down the field. We we got man-on-man -man coverage, and that's what we want, you know. And um, that's how you get people out of that. You you let them bring it. You max pro it. You let Mike and, and Rome and JP do their thing, and you get them out of it. You throw touchdowns. And that's what we got to do, and we can do that. Did the weather dull your offense at all? Really no. There, there was a couple times um, Mike told me in between one series that um, it was a little bit slippery and, and – uh, we had left the ball out there a couple times in between TV timeouts and things like that, so um, which was unfortunate. And so the ball was kind of sitting there, getting rained on. Um, but I, I didn't. There was nothing. Mike's great. Like that. I mean, he's got big old paws. You know, it, it doesn't typically affect him very much. We just, as long as we got a clean ball for him, he does pretty good. 13, 13 carries for 13 yards, lowest 
on both those? Was it more a product of what Arizona State was doing, or just trying to maybe force it too much with the basket? Uh, no, I, I I think that you know the line of scrimmage we're you know we're getting not just you know not getting yards running the ball, but we're getting TFLs and. It was getting to the point in the game where losing yardage wasn't going to be an option. So trying to find ways to get the ball on the outside, um, they were doing a good job of plugging up the middle and making it hard to get the ball on the perimeter. So um, I, I think that you know the the pass game, there were some easy man matchups that again we weren't you know making happen. And again on the run game piece, you know we cracked a power one time, came back to that a couple different times, and we didn't you know, hit the pressure quite as clean as we did the last time. So uh, whether it's pass blocking or run blocking, you know, we, we certainly need to do a better job with that. The fumble by Jalen, was that just a matter Man. of fighting for the ball? And yeah. Um, you know, we look at, at turnovers in a football game. Uh, we, we never want to look at it as it's never, ever, ever going to happen. There's going to be guys that make good plays. Obviously, you know, there, there was plays throughout the course of the game that I was more worried about, you know, our ball security and, and how our players are operating. JP really had the ball pretty tight to his body. You know, he didn't have his, his wrist lock like he normally does. Uh, but, you know, the defender made a good play and, and yanked it out at the end. And uh, it wasn't great ball security, but it really wasn't bad, you know. So that's certainly been a problem. Uh, we're seeing the ball getting fumbled out of bounds and, and some things like that. So we certainly are going to address that and got to get better at it. That's got to be a, a player thing, too, where they believe that, you know, it makes a big difference. And, you know, that many fumbles, I think we only lost two fumbles all last year. So the ball has certainly been on the turf way too much. Um, and we got to keep working at that and keep making a priority. Who made the mistake on the uh, fumbled um, exchange between um, You know, that's that's always I always say it's a fifty fifty deal. It's running back and quarterback. Ultimately, I always put on the quarterback. But um, Mike again, they timed up a pressure on a motion on that one. That was probably one of the toughest plays of the night. And he had guys coming right down the a gap, and really he was just going to try to pull the ball out and throw it away. Dylan saw the edge of the formation open up and tried to keep it. And so, um, you know, it's a little bit of both guys, but um, certainly a tough look. I think if Dylan would have secured the ball. Um, there was actually an edge out there. He could have potentially got around that. Giles played again, so that's his second game. Yep. Where are you at with him? Well, it's it's week to week. Um, it's week to week. Fair question. He, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, and that's how we're doing it with him. And he's doing such a good job of just trying to keep his eyes up and just focus on the week in front of him. Get ready to play. Like he's going to be the starter and. Um, whatever we can do for the team is, is obviously, you know, priority number one. And Giles is all in on that. If we got more guys healthy and we don't have to play him, we'll, we'll certainly try to do that and continue to try to, you know, preserve his red shirt. But it really, obviously, Jeremy and, and uh, J-Mac, you know, a big part of it is those two coming back. All right. All right. Good morning. Good morning. All right, here we go. Brian <coughs> said he loves Misha Powell. Yeah. Would you echo those thoughts? Yeah, we all love Misha Powell, man. That's an incredible play. I just, you know, I was so excited for him. Um, you know, challenged Misha a couple of weeks ago to, to, like, take the next step in his game. You know, and obviously transitioning into a new position at the beginning of the season and now really being able to own that spot and, and just seeing him the last couple of weeks here play really, really good football. And, you know, when guys are starting to play at a high level, it's never a shock when they – you know, step step up and, and make a critical play. And that, you know, obviously came at a, a really important time in the game. They're in the red zone. Uh, we got to get the stop. We've been dealing with a lot of fourth downs here lately um, and just to change the game. And I think, you know, for me to just look at it for him, what a cool cool deal. I mean, your hometown, uh, you make the game winning play. It's something that's going to go down in, in history. And so um, awesome, awesome job. Awesome job by him. Did you see them going inside the whole time on that play with that formation they had set up there? On that play, yeah. specific play. Well, we've seen variations. Like I said, we've been in a, a lot of third and medium, fourth and mediums here the last several weeks. Um, and so we've seen a lot of variations of route concepts and things people are trying to do to, you know, to either set up pick routes or in here they try to, you know, set up a, a route off of a pick. You know, they're trying to, you know, make it look like they're going to run a pick and actually glance it back to the inside. And, you know, Meech just technically was 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 great. You know, lateral, you know, just had his, had his feet set laterally. His eyes were perfect. And, and he read the route and, and jumped it. 
When you said the next step for him, what was the thing that you felt like you needed to see that he was? Just challenging with the details of the position, you know, and I think there's things where he's a very good player, there's no doubt about it, but then there's that next level where guys become, you know, um, you know, start making a lot of impact plays and, and just being able to, to, you know, fully grasp because that he, we ask so many different things out of him. We ask him to blitz. We ask him to play man-to-man. -man, uh, we ask him to play all different types of field zones. So there's a lot on his plate. Um, you know, at corner, you're going to play, you know, cover two, man, cover three. You know, at his position right now, there's a lot going on. He, sometimes he's in the post. And just mastering the detail of every assignment that he had. And, and he's, he's really taken that on and, and very appreciative of his, his mindset towards straining to get better. How concerned are you at this stage about the tackling? And I remember one in particular, one of your guys, had the guy in his hands, tried to throw him down, and the guy didn't go down. Yeah, I mean, that's a mistake for sure. I mean, there's there's point of attack, get the guy on the ground. You know, it doesn't matter. Once you're in the open field and you're at the point of attack, you got to get the guy on the ground. Um, you know, he's trying to make a play and strip the ball when he's got a guy stand, stood up in the open field. And we're hammering away at takeaways. I mean, that's something that we're, you know, really working hard to pride ourselves on. And, you know, it can't be an issue. you got to wrap him up. The, guy, the next guy coming in is the, has the responsibility of getting the ball out. Can you comment just on your safety depth and maybe update us on Cam Fat? Yeah, guys are, you know, he's day-to-day -day right now. And, and, you know, I think the good thing is we've got some guys in there that, that have experience and, and know what they're doing out there. So I'm still confident those guys came in the game, did a great job. So, <clears throat> In addition to that, uh, Vince Nunley, is he available? or I'll leave that to Coach Chabot. Okay, sounds good. Chuck, you guys are 23rd in the nation in scoring defense now. Right. Yet there's only one team in the country with fewer sacks than you've got. Right. How do you do that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm going to go to this stat again. I just go look at our go look at opposing quarterback completion percentages. That's all I can say. I mean, just watch, <clears throat> and I think it's you know everybody's hungry for the stat of the the sacks and everything else. But I want you to watch what quarterbacks are having to do. I mean. Um, you know, Braylon Trice barreling down at you, hits you early in the game. The rest of the day, you are thinking about nothing about, but about how fast can I get the ball out of my hands. Um, and, and he's having, I think Braylon's having a huge impact. Uh, ZTF's having a huge impact. And people are, people are literally trying to have the ball come out of their hands as fast as they can. And, and again, I don't, you know, remember exactly what the stat was from Saturday, but it was hovering around whatever mid 50% completion. And I think if you can walk away any game where, you know, they're, they're in the mid-50s. I'll take that all, the, all day long. Given that your defense was on the field so long in the game, 30, almost 38 minutes, how promising was that to know they could continue to handle those punches? Well, I think that, and we've, we've proven this now, I talked to the guys about it the other day, there's something in your DNA, right? I mean, every human being that's ever walked the face of the earth has got a fight or flight response, you know, and uh, there's something that's definitely in our DNA. I think, you know, the last two weeks, nine fourth downs, you know, multiple critical third down situations, and you have to, you have to make a choice and you have to make a decision. Um, and, and I think, you know, as a defense, we've made a decision. We're going to stand up and fight, and we're going to keep duking it out. We're going to keep battling. And, and I, I couldn't be more proud because that shows toughness. And I think one of the highest compliments I can give to anybody is to tell them that you're tough, that you're mentally tough. You've got to have some mental strength to deal with that stuff. And, and so really proud of the guys, and I think it's definitely become an identity piece for us. You've had a lot of teams, well, the last two weeks, Oregon and uh, Arizona State on fourth down, and they're just going for it. Just yeah. Is that maybe a little bit disrespectful to the guys, or are they? No, that's the way. That's college football. I mean, there's just in a nutshell. You think about, well, you know, our offenses. You know, all the teams that are on the book. Think about, you know, obviously, um, Coach Dillingham working with Coach Lanning last, you know, last year and having relationships and their identities a little bit in terms of how aggressive they're going to be on fourth downs. That's not a shock at all. I think we practice more fourth downs last week than we did against Oregon, and we practiced a lot of fourth downs against Oregon. So I think it's an expectation. I think people know that, you know, offensively, they got to continue to try to stay aggressive to keep our offense off the field. So it's, it's something we, we talk about it, you know, nonstop right now. It's four and out. We got to find a way to get off the, get off the field, and people are going to be aggressive on fourth down. And, and now we got to make them pay. And I think the one thing I'm really proud of our guys is, you know, I think the last uh, nine fourth downs, they're two of nine and, and not leading to any points. So that's huge risk and gambles that people are taking when, when they're coming away with no points. I'll, we'll, we'll live with that all day long. Were any of those fourth downs where you reacted really or maybe surprised you a little bit? No, none of them. Absolutely. I, honestly, absolutely zero. Knowing both coaches the last two weeks, there's been, I mean, we have, 
literally you do studies throughout the course of the week. So you have a very good feel going into game day about when and where they're going to go for it on fourth down. And there hasn't been a, a single one of them that's caught us off guard. We were ready for, you know, fourth down on, on every one of them. ASU obviously took a bunch of shots downfield, and you guys, you know, there's pass breakups, EJ, you yep. know, uh, Mish, uh, Jabbar. That's been an area that's been vastly improved. Yeah. When you look at that in terms of being able to get your hands on the ball, whether it's a takeaway or just a pass breakup, where does that come from in terms of the comprehensive improvement? Well, I think that, first of all, it comes from confidence level. You know, guys knowing, and once you make the play and then you make the next play. So I think there's a high level of confidence. I just look at, you know, I know we've talked in here a lot about EJ and just his growth from the beginning of the season. And now he's got it. You know, he's got it pegged and he's expecting to make the play every time. And, and you know, with Jabbar doing what he does, you know, I thought Jabbar had a fantastic game. And those guys are playing with a lot of swag, a lot of confidence. And you've got to, you know, in, in this game where, you know, the ball's going to be up wide and, on the outside and, and it's it's you know you either make up make the player give up a touchdown and those guys are playing with a ton of confidence right now and it's good to see the entire back half you know having the mindset uh the back seven having the mindset of of getting our hands on the football after the game Michelle Powell said uh you know happy to return the favor you're basically talking about that the offense is you know theoretically on paper been carrying the team but he's so hey well, the defense is stepping up have you kind of felt the same way? Like, all right, you know, if the defense is time to shine, we got to show people what we can do. You had the three stops against Oregon on fourth and three. Like, this has been an offensive-centric team, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the mentality, and I think this is, you know, you put a pull out to the, the coaching staff. I think it's whatever it takes, you know, and I think that's the mentality that Coach DeBoer brings. I think that's the mentality that everybody in the building has every day. It's like whatever it takes. If it's 2-0, to zero, if it's 36-33, I mean, what do we need to do to win the game? And I think there's a lot of unselfishness in in having that mindset and that approach that it's it's about the team, it's about winning the game, it's about doing whatever it takes to win the game. Um, and so I think that's something we all pride ourselves on. What do you see on tape from Stanford? You know, I, mean, I think those guys are doing a great job. I mean, obviously, first-year staff, and, and there's, you know, dealt, dealt with challenges and, and things that a lot of first-year staffs deal with. But also, I just, you know, we know a lot of those guys on the staff. They're excellent football coaches. And, you know, you really look like, hey, Arizona, I mean, they went down the wire, probably had a great shot, probably should have beat Arizona. Um, and, and we know what kind of opponent. I have a lot of respect for Arizona. So, and they've been you know, doing a great job early in the games and then have, you know, kind of lost their footing at times. But, you know, they're going to coach their butts up this week, coach their butts off this week, and their guys are going to show up and it's going to be, they're going to be ready to play. And we know every week it doesn't matter the opponent, people are taking their best shot at us. I am at 13 has had decent games, but the Colorado game just kind of jumps off the page. Yeah, it went crazy, man. It's, that's an, I've just got a chance to watch that game for the first time yesterday morning. It's an incredible game. I mean, it's, it's you're down 29 to zero and you come back and find a way to win. That's an incredible performance. And, um, you know, he made some, he made some crazy plays. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He went, he went nuts in the fourth quarter. And, you know, for a young player, um, he's gonna, he is really good. He's gonna be a great player. And, you know, just having, you could tell he was in rhythm and having some confidence and, and you know, breaking a lot of tackles and, and then making some explosive plays. So definitely a threat. You said you knew the coaches uh, down there. Do you know Bob Gregory, who was here? Yeah, I met him before. Yep, you bet, you bet. Yeah, they do a great job. I mean, those are those are veteran dudes, man. I mean, those guys are good football coaches and, you know, and they're working with a lot of smart guys. And, you know, I just, we've actually been following, we've been following Stanford, uh, Stanford's defense on tape, just how the tape progression plays out during the course of the week. And you can see that, man, they're doing a great job. They're schematically correct and, and uh, doing the right things and, you know, just trying to find ways to, you know, manufacture the win. Did you ever run into Troy Taylor at all when he was coaching high school? I haven't, I haven't met Troy, no. No. Any update on Thule? Uh Day to day. Good. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. 
Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, good morning. Um, I know you heard from the coordinators on the things uh, continue to dive into, uh, whether it's uh, last week's game and just kind of, um, you know, looking at the stuff uh, we can clean up, um, the things that actually went well uh, also. So, um, but uh, moving on to Stanford as well. So you heard from uh, Coach Morrell, just, you know, a lot of respect for them. And, uh, you know, much like Arizona State, they're building a program each and every week. They're going to continue to improve. So, uh, got to got to be our best and focus on us. Uh, that's a lot of what we do anyway. And uh, need a great week of practice and expect that from the guys. Um, proud of, I guess, in summary, just from Saturday. Proud of some individual individual efforts. Obviously, Misha's uh, you know big play, but uh, he had others as well. And his uh, his growth in the defense. And you know, I thought uh, Grady Gross did a nice job. You know, along with the rest of the. The field goal unit um, across the board, not just the protection, but uh, the snap, the the hold, and the kick. So, some big points that were scored there, and he continues to do a good job kicking off for us too. So, um, you know, then uh, unit-wise, defensively, um, just rising to occasion, all those fourth downs that you've uh, kind of been hashing through, and and uh, just uh, you know, kind of being ready, being ready for that moment. So. Any questions? Eric Ryan's Mike asked his kind of mindset walking out of the stadium Saturday and waking up Sunday says he's pissed off and all that. What, kind of what, what was your thoughts on the offense? Oh uh, yeah, I mean you, we we all know, right? I mean that there, there's an expectation, um, you know, when we step on the field that uh, there's gonna be points scored and and um, you know a lot of exciting moments from a, from a fan's perspective uh, each and every time. Yeah. We play, so yeah, that uh, didn't go the way that you'd expect um, as far as the night. But you know, there's a lot of grit, and there was a lot of guys uh, that just stayed the course and just kept fighting. I, I really, I know, I say that a lot, but um, you know, we have a solution-oriented group of guys. I don't care if it's defense, offense, but collectively as a team, um, we're going to continue to fight and find a solution and a way to win. And uh, I felt that was still the case um, on Saturday. You know. Um, being able to put whatever has happened in the rearview mirror and not dwell on that, not focus on that, whether it's a turnover or a missed opportunity, um, you know, and just be able to make the next play to win. And then, you know, I think, um, you know, it's it's when you're most uncomfortable, right? We, we talk about it, and I, I think most people would understand this even in the real world. When, uh, when you're most uncomfortable, those are your times of your greatest growth. And uh, I think, you know, just hearing the players talk, uh, even yesterday, um, just – you know, they see this as a, uh, a chance where we can have greatest growth if, as long as we uh, continue to just push forward, learn from it. Is there anything about the way that they defended your offense that, that you would think is a long-term concern? No. I mean, I think there's, there's, and, I mean, there's more ways and answers that we, can, we have and things that we've already done this year. Um, <coughs> you know, so, um, you know, there's, there's a chess match within the, within the game, you know, that takes place certainly. Um, but we have those answers, I think, built into what we do. And a lot of it is just, uh, you know, when people do something, they're giving up something else. And we just got to make 
make them pay, much like we've done for a year and a half now. And then just unfortunately, um, some of those opportunities were missed. And, uh, you know, whether it's just locking in or, you know, just sometimes it's just one guy. You know, you hear about this guy, you know, just missed a block barely or just, you know, this this play we just missed, this throw or that catch. And that's really what it comes down to. And all of a sudden you get in the rhythm, you're on the field longer, and, um, you know, you're churning first downs and, and end up in the end zone. So it's just it's a couple small things that, uh, you know, we just missed on uh, that would have probably gotten us in the rhythm and, and uh, off, off you're going. So plays build on plays. And, uh, you know, they did a good job. I mean, I tip my hat to, again, their defensive staff led by Brian Ward. Known Brian and gone against him many, many times. Gone against him the last four years. You know, he does a great job. Um, been against, going against him back, uh, known him for 10 years, you know, uh, competed against him a lot. So does a great job running their defense. Coach, Coach, I talked to you a little bit after the game on Saturday just about, you know, the Harbaugh deal with the sign stealing. There's been whispers that, you know, you guys seem to be a target of guys trying to get the signs, and you even talked about switching sides. Is that a real thing, and uh, was there more talk about it after this past game? Well, I think think going back, um, I mean, you know, especially as you get to the higher levels when there's more staff, I mean, I think there's just – more eyes on people uh, to where you got to be conscious. And I know even within our uh, thinking about offensively, um, there's enough people that are out that have gone through our, I don't know, circle, I guess you would call it, that are out at other places. Um, but we've switched things up uh, over the years and um, even just with huddling and a partial huddle, you know, um, just to really make sure that, uh, you know, we're not given a tip of the, of the cap of, of or tip of the hat of just kind of what we're doing, you know. So um, we're very conscious, we're very aware. Um, so, you know, I'm sure people are trying to get every bit of information to, to slow us down that they can. Caitlin, uh, some people in college football never mess with their uniforms. USC, Texas, Ohio State, I think people like that. And I think some people around here will tell you that every time Washington does it and does a, a one-off, uh, they don't play well. Um, <laughs> have you – Thought about that, heard about that, care about that. Um. I mean, yeah, no, I, yeah. When when we see what happens Saturday and we're wearing a different uniform, I guess you you draw start drawing conclusions. But I, I really don't believe in that. Um, I I think just you know a couple things. I am I do fall in line with just being the traditional like the history and all that, uh, and that's what we are here at Washington. So, um, but I don't really feel like there's, uh, and I'm not a superstitious guy, so I don't feel like it falls in line with, uh, um, anything as far as your production or the results. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, it really wasn't that big of a deal for our guys to go wear a different uniform. You know, I really didn't feel that. So, um, we're proud of what we, what we wear and the, the traditional gold, purple gold, you know, is, uh, something our guys love wearing. And it represents, uh, you know, not just this team, but it represents decades of great football that's played here at UW. Caleb, with the, if, if I'm wrong on this correctly, with the Adidas, <sighs> you guys got to do something like that once a year with your Adidas contract, I believe. Yeah, and I, I think it goes both ways, right? I mean, they, there's this, uh, you know, you want to be a great partner with Adidas, and uh, we appreciate everything they do for us. And so opportunities like that, and there's – there. It, you know, it goes beyond to just what we wear on game day. It has to, to do with, you know, um, recruiting and things like that once in a while, too. You know, there's p- different pieces, pieces and elements that come uh, come into play. So um, we love the part, you know, very excited, love the partnership that we get with Adidas and it continues to grow. Um, I think we're um, really building on that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a part with that, too, where, you know, we want to do something, and it's fun to do something, you know, once a year. Um, you know, I think that's fun. I don't, I, and, again, I don't read into that too much. Um, we won the game. You know, I think that's what matters. <clears throat> and so the defense, I thought, played really well. So if you look at it from that perspective, the defense might really like wearing those uniforms. So um, I'm trying to flip the script here a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the, the, I guess I'm not reading into that too much. So. I was, gonna, I was just going to ask you that how much how much are you like directly involved in that design? Do they give you guys mm-hmm. options? Do you have the ability to say yay or nay? I don't want my guys wearing that. How does that work? Yeah, um, actually, the design of this uniform was in place before I even got here. Um, I saw it 
kind of, I mean, maybe there was a chance to make a finishing touch here or there. Um, but, you know, you usually do that at least a year and a half, two years in advance. Um, we started working on next year's uh, strategy uniform a year ago, you know. So, um, you know, that that's done well in advance. The helmet piece uh, probably is the thing that you can wait a little longer on. And, um, you know, our guys did have some say in that even as recently as, as early this uh, or earlier this spring winter time, so um, you try to get a helmet that kind of goes along with the the jersey, and um, you know, getting. I don't. I don't feel like our guys put too much into that, um, but yeah, if they have a choice, uh, they're going to give some opinions, and so that's the direction we went, especially with the helmet. Oh, Greb had mentioned that Mike was feeling a little under the weather. Um, is, is that something he's still dealing with? Uh, a little bit. I think he's getting through it though, and he'll be he'll be, he'll be fine. I'm really not concerned about it, I guess. Jerry, update on his number being played. Rob said that you deferred to you on that. Yeah, um, it, it's still up in the air and whether he'll be available this weekend. That's probably the best way to put it. Is that an injury situation or a suspension? It's not an injury, no. No. Coach, without getting you into any trouble, looks like you've been busy on social media this morning. So <laughs> when, uh, I saw a couple of looks back there. Uh, when when we started the press conference. So. Then to scramble a little bit. When, when you do, talking real generically, decide to take a commitment from a quarterback, what are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, you, you need a confident guy, but you need someone who can, first of all, just get the ball where it's supposed to go. Um, you know, you, you put 11 players on the field at a time, and you need all 11 of those guys really contributing at a high level. And the only way you can really take advantage of your receiving core is to have a guy that can get the ball to them. You know, and so I, I know that, um, you know, some might cho choose to run the football more, um, but I just think we're always, because of our offensive style, going to be able to bring in top tier, um, you know, receivers and skill players to put around a quarterback. And we need that person to, you know, be able to deliver the football accurately on time, um, have a high mental capacity um, to be able to do that. And, um, you know, I think that we attract those people. You know, uh, just from a quarterback standpoint. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's a good good situation I think we're in when it comes to quarterback developing um, quarterbacks uh, that are excited about coming into our program. Kaylin, you mentioned how well the defense played. You guys are twenty second in scoring defense in the country. The <coughs> defense is, isn't great, but you guys are stopping the opponents from scoring points, which is the goal. Do you ever feel like the, that side of the ball is, is overlooked? I don't know how you would quantify overlooked, but obviously this is an offensive-powered team, and you guys are getting the job done on that end. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the questions were through the spring, right, um, going into fall camp, uh, and we could see the growth that was happening. That, and it starts with a mindset, and it starts with the right players, you know, and it's guys that bring a mindset like an Eddie Ulufoscio and, um, you know, the linebacking core being healthy and another year older and bringing Raylan Goldforth in, who I thought played really well as well on Saturday. Um, but, you know, just, uh, you know, year two in the system and more guys, and I used it, I used the words bank, banked reps a lot this spring and in fall camp. And I think that's what's happening is even with in some injuries happening here and there, we're able to, to plug in a guy much easier and not have to change our whole approach and and the things that we like to do that kind of fit our DNA and so um, you know they've they've played more confident because of it and uh, you know there's still a guy I mean you guys are asking about Thule you're asking about you know these you know we still have I think a higher ceiling when we can get all those guys on the football field at the same time. Um, and hopefully that will happen here in the weeks ahead. But uh, I'm proud of uh, the way they've just kept trudging along. And like we've said, the offense gets a lot of attention. Um, and they've just quietly worried about themselves, got rid of any of the outside noise or anything that might, uh, might affect most people. And, um, you know, the leadership of uh, Chuck Morrell and William Inge, uh, just working together and keeping that staff heading in the right direction and building on what we've done, uh, I'm really proud of them. Did Thule's injury situation regress after the Oregon game, or are you guys just trying to manage how many snaps he's playing with that? Uh, no, it's not about managing the snaps. He, he did in the Oregon game um, have a setback a little bit. But um, he's getting through it. He'll, he'll, he'll be on the football field practicing tomorrow, um, and we'll kind of see how that goes from day to day. Caleb, have you coached at Stanford before? No, I haven't. Nope. So I've been asking a lot of questions uh, 
around here with those who have. But there's a reason why they call it the library, because it's real quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we get, you know, I think anytime you go on the road, right, you always got to bring your own energy. And uh, to me, that we've already talked about that yesterday, it's just um, when we went to Michigan State, you got to bring your juice. Now, <clears throat> again, there's, there's a, it was a great environment, uh, but our guys were ready for, you know, these away games, um, even going to Arizona. Our guys started fast because of the preparation they put in. And, and when you invest a lot during the course of the week, oh, man, there's a, there's a confidence that exists and, and a readiness to go out there and, and make some plays that, uh, you know, our guys uh, have, have had. So that'll be the, again, the whole approach this week is, you know, bring the juice tomorrow because that will lead to what we do on Saturday and our success. Have you ever coached in a place where it was not intimidating and there really weren't a lot of fans in the stands and you kind of had to prepare for that kind of type of atmosphere? Um, I think uh, just this is a whole different deal, but I think playing in the MAC on uh, Maction, you know, when it's a lot about TV, um, weeknight games, I think that's probably, that's about as, you know, about as different as it gets when you think about that versus a Saturday afternoon in a, in a packed house or a, a full stadium. So, um, you know, I was part of that for three years, you know, and uh, playing multiple games a year. So, um, but, you know, I mean, that's not, I think that's a, that's a, that's even on a extreme scale. You know, I think when you're talking about what the crowd brings to a game. Kalen, after the Oregon game, Michael was up there at the podium, Rome walked by, Everyone, that's the Heisman Trophy winner right there. Uh, you guys have been very transparent about your team goals. I'm just wondering if that award ever comes up in conversation. It doesn't. I, I, the only time, um, and I, and there's some things, you know, like with our just our promotional and, and marketing, you know, like there's uh, things that they'll run by me and we'll talk about and discuss as far as a plan. But Mike's really, um, unless we just need to get a, get a hey, you okay with this? Um, you know, I think it's mostly just uh, Mike understanding and being mature enough to know that, you know, your team success is a big part of of this. And yes, our team success is going to come a lot of times because of the success he has. And he he's he's so focused on. I mean, the reason he came back was not about winning an award. Um, he came back to play because he wanted to do something special for this football program and win win a win a championship for this football team. And so. Uh, that is uh, 100% his focus. I can tell you from the bottom of my heart um, that that's what he is focused on every single day. After looking at the film, what did you see in the running game or lack of? Just a block missed here or there, you know, kind of almost like you we would have maybe explained week one, you know, just some things. And, and uh, you know, you, again, you got to give some credit to your opponent, but some things that we can certainly handle. Um, didn't feel like it was necessarily a physical thing. Um, just got to be a little bit tighter with uh, with being on the same page and one guy getting penetration and, uh, you know, forcing us to go laterally maybe on an inside run and, you know, not being able to get Dylan, uh, Dylan with a full head of steam like we saw a week ago against Oregon, um, and now you're getting bottled up. You know, the penetration in the backfield, early penetration um, certainly, you know, uh, stalled us a couple times and it was the tackles for loss that uh, kind of hurt our momentum and our drive and staying into <coughs> the chains. You're playing Dylan pretty much. You're riding him. Is there talk about maybe getting more guys in the rotation there, or are you just going to ride Dylan? Yeah, it probably wasn't a lot of. Uh, I mean, he, in the Oregon game, I just we just felt like he had the hot hand, um, and he was just, you know, in a groove. And um, we we are still confident with the other guys that we have that we we put out on the football field, um, but um, you know, just wasn't a, as many reps available for him and. You know, it doesn't mean, I mean, we still have a ton of confidence in him that, you know, we need to make sure we uh, are trying to get him the football. It just was a harder deal to do um, given the way the game was going on Saturday. You've been searching for a scholarship for Grady Gross? Yeah, he's uh, done a good job, you know, and uh, the challenge was there from a year ago just to raise his game. And he's continuing to raise it, and our team is uh, really excited about what, what he did. You know, we, uh, we recognized him, uh, you know, yesterday. And, uh, you know, our, our team rallied around that. You know, it was really cool. Um, and, you know, even just his demeanor, um, he, he nailed the long field goal from the left hash. And, you know, just coming off the field, <clears throat> you know, he, he's, he's a team player too. Um, and, um, 
you know, he doing his part. Um, I know he definitely felt that uh, he, he had a big role in us winning the football game. Do you, do you buy into the idea at all? And like you said, the defense played great Saturday. That there was maybe in the emotional gas tank, kind of not a lot left after what you guys did last weekend. Um, I I think. What I get, what I always focus on, right, is where's our where's our heads at? And I felt like the work was being put in, the energy was being put forth um, at the at a high level um, across the board. I would not have seen anything offensively to de defensively that was different last week in practice. Um, I, I think it'd be naive to say that there isn't something, right, something. But it doesn't mean that you know something that impacts you going from one week to the next and. You know, getting off to a fast start, I think, would have gotten the crowd going, and all of a sudden, you know, here you go, and it's like, oh, you know, these this is a mature team, and that would have been the narrative. But um, I, I really believe, like, our guys did not for one second feel like this, oh, yeah, this is not going to be a problem playing Arizona State. Um, they had the utmost respect. Um, it showed in, it showed in – Again, just uh, the way they talked and the vibe and things like that. And, um, you know, we understood some history, too. And then I think the motivation even just not – we don't talk in terms of revenge, but just knowing what that what happened in that game a year ago and that how, how that impacted our season in 2022. So um, our guys were, I think, motivated to go out there and, and play a really good football game. Um, and so it just didn't happen the way we uh, we expected. But – um, you know, again, a lot of growth that I think can come from being uncomfortable. And we've been uncomfortable a lot the last two weeks, and it's growth that can happen in different ways. So um, we'll take that. That's part of the journey. And things that we will draw on as we get into more difficult times each and every week here throughout the rest of the, rest of the season. All good? Awesome. All Thank right. you, guys. New CBS Monday, NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.